Today is Sunday, July 30th. The Yankees are 5-0 and on the week. They're having an incredible week, actually. A lot of fun. Trade deadline's looming. Some stuff has happened. Let's get into it. Let's talk Yanks. I have an interesting fellow coming on after the break. His name is Jimmy James John Boy, whatever. Well, this guy went from like 300 followers to like 2,300 followers. His name is John Boy, the Yankee fan. All right, so the Yanks are 5-0. and It's Sunday. We're recording this before the game on Sunday because I have a crazy day. I have to film a wedding, and then I'm leaving for New Jersey. But you're excited about so, that. Very excited. It's been a great week. Two walk-offs, five wins. I'm leaving for vacation. Pretty, good stuff. Pretty nice. Noodle the doodle dog chiming in from the bleachers already. Um, yep. Yeah, going going to your beach house in New Jersey. You love it there. Favorite place on earth. And I'm going to a game, and too. You're going to a game, too. Uh, so, yeah. Chris Carter's number right. one fan. So, hopefully nothing too exciting happens Sunday. Hopefully it's just a nice, calm victory and nothing important that we uh, would have to talk about. I'm happens. thinking 9-0. Everyone just goes one for three with the solo homer, and the Yanks win nine zero. So that's pro- that's probably what you guys just watched. Uh, thanks for watching the game. Yeah, I'm not even gonna watch the game now. All right, so we've changed up a little bit. We got our main topics, and we've broken them down into three different things. We got our swing and bunts, which are the fun non stories, the gappers, some stuff we want to touch on, but not what you're all listening for, and then the big stinky cheese. That's when we're this week. It's going to be the fifth starter situation, the Garcia trade, the Sonny Gray situation, the big shit. So first we'll get into that, then we'll get into awards and the rest of the stuff. Swinging bunts. Little squibber here, swinging bunt. Judge becomes the first MLB player to lose a tooth in a walk-off celebration. Thoughts? Pretty nice. Good look. If anyone can pull it off, it's him, you know? Yeah, there was a lot of space in his teeth already to begin with, so... Yeah, I mean, it's not, you know, Michael Strahan grew to stardom because of that and the football stuff. But, um, yeah, no, I'm, it's one of those, I'm, hey, I'm glad we're partying. I don't like that you lost a tooth, but <laughs> a lot worse things could happen. So we'll take Have you it. ever chipped a tooth? Never chipped a tooth, no. You got like tiny chunks, but teeth stuff hurts. Yeah, that hurt a lot. So when you first brought this up, I went to a question that always I always wonder is like how hurt are athletes when they're hurt? Which I know is like kind of stupid. Like when you see okay, someone's shoulder comes out, you're like, yeah, get that. But then like the sore back stuff, you wonder if it's like the day you just wake up with a sore back and you're like, my back kind of sore. I don't want to play baseball right now. Or are they in like serious back pain? I think it. I think no one knows besides right? that person. Like, I don't even think the coaches – well, you can see someone limping around. Like they said, Jeter used to look really banged up right. when he play. But I don't – yeah. Do do that. Like, does Judge have the pain tolerance of a robot because he looks like one and plays like one? Or is he still a normal human where, like, ow, my tooth, this really fucking hurts? Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm in pain. The actual thought process was, like, if one of your coworkers in whatever line of work you do, if if that happens to them, that's all you hear about for, like, three days. Oh yeah, I lost my tooth. Lot of pain yeah. right now. They're sitting in sitting in the lunchroom at work biting into <laughs> yeah. an apple. Like, oh, you guys, remember <laughs> yeah. when I lost my tooth two weeks go to ago? The, go, go get help, man. Go get that tooth fixed. But yeah. yeah, that's. I'd say that's more so just uh, something always on my mind. But yeah, hey, if we lose a tooth for every win, I'm 
I don't, I'm not okay with that. In hindsight, no. Yeah, I don't want that. I don't <laughs> want toothless Yankee team. <laughs> oh, we want another walk off. <laughs> toe, toe, we need your tooth. I don't know. I think I'd take it. You just have a designated tooth loser. It would just you'd go around every time. So I mean, twenty five guys. Yeah. Yeah. Some of those Dominican guys probably still have their wisdom teeth. Yeah. It could be like you could turn it into. <laughs> It'd be an HR good thing. <laughs> swing and bunt. All right, all right. Swing and bunt. The other swing and bunt uh, that just came out recently, and we don't need to talk about this at length at all, but a doctor, the medical staff, just said Je- uh, Greg Bird will be ready to play by mid-August, which is like two weeks away. I'm, I'm done with Greg Bird until I see him on the field. <laughs> it's, it's been... As a Bird believer, <laughs> I am also done with him until I see you him on the field. You are the Bird believer. Yeah, it's Greg. Greg, we're we'll see you when we see you, man. Just all right. You're here, great. So, I mean, whose spot does to, he even take? Cooper? First base. Yeah, Coop. Coop goes down, and then and then him and Headley become bench. I don't. Know, they're both lefties, or they both want their lefty bats. Yeah. I don't know. He doesn't even. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll no, no, we'll see, Greg. Come on, dude. Yeah, we got a good thing. No going. reason to put thought into that. Yeah. All right, uh, gappers. And Jeter drives one of the gap in left center field. This is something I wanted to say. Uh, the Frasers have solidified the lineup. Clint in the two hole, and Todd bringing power in the back of the lineup. It's just much harder for a pitcher to get through with both those Frasers in there. Yeah, the the line of depth is is just it's incredible. I mean, the guys at the bottom, Headley still <laughs> casually hitting pinch hit homers, and he's all jacked up now. Like, where were you for the past couple years, dude? You were just like he's hitting like three sixty still. He's now he's got power. That was crazy. You feel like I don't know. It's like a, a another coworker thing, but just some like lame coworker who you have you don't like dislike, and now he's just. I mean, he's an animal. <laughs> he's, he's always been like, I'd always described him as your angry cousin. Like you go to Thanksgiving and you're like, oh, hey, Chase, what's up? And he's just like, sup. You're like, <laughs> oh, are you antisocial? Yeah. Do you hate me? Yeah. Um, yeah. He was valedictorian as high school. He's got a lot going on, I guess. I don't know. But the bottom of the lineup's tough. God, I mean, Frazier, Frazier Judge didn't even have great weeks, really. But they're, I mean... They don't get hits, but they're not. They don't give away at bats. I mean, Frazier's had a couple tough strikeouts. Judge has been striking out, but he still sees his pitches. It's still like a mess for opposing starting pitchers to look at and deal yeah. with. Yeah, and it's 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 the full it's no. It's the full lineup. I'd say the only, I guess, kind of a gapper thing. You should always mention the bullpen now with the Yankees for what they're doing. But if there's anyone that jumped out, it was Chapman um, this week. Chappy. Oh, he, yeah. he he looked he looked like the beast he is this week, so that was good to see. Hit one oh four, two solid innings, and then another one solid outing. Also, you wanted to talk about Todd Frazier's defense being a pleasant surprise. Yeah, I was a little shocked by Todd. I I don't know, and it goes back to just baseball contracts and stuff. It feels like Todd Frazier's like thirty five. Like he's he's been around the league, he kinda he had his good years and now he's on the way down. Isn't he thirty one? And yeah, but he looks he looks a good for Yeah, him, he though. does look but he's 31 years old. He um he had that bare hand play and he he had a, he had another nice play the other day. And I don't know, I just you you forget that he's 31 and he 
he's he's still Todd Frazier a little bit. He's he's a good player, and I know they um he's he's coming off his or this is his <laughs> his thirty one year old season is his first free agency season. Kind of crazy, but he's also it feels like his career is on a downhill. But I don't know. That's an an interesting topic, and very much depends how the rest of the season goes. But I think that's a guy if he continues kind of his emotional and playing well. You'd like to see him for maybe another year, just making sure Gleiber, whoever's coming up, they, they kind of have a safety net, and he's a good guy to have on the team anyways, but that's... Yeah, everyone likes him in the clubhouse. I didn't I didn't know he was raved about as such a clubhouse guy, and in all his post-game interviews, real thick, blue-collar jersey accent, which brings me back to where I grew up and where my grandpa and grandma, grandma live right now, Tom's River. They live in Tom's River. But he just seems like a down-to-earth guy. He looks... You know that famous painting, the Americana painting with the farmer and his wife holding yeah. the pitchfork? He looks like that old man. Old just like a droopy, depressed, <laughs> sad man face. It's tough. He's got like the body of a two by four with a too baggy of a uniform like he's in the late 90s. Yeah. It's weird. He's kind of got a late 90s stance too. All right. And now, uh, oh, one more gapper. Didi is still being a lunatic. Calm down the last two games a little. Only got one hit in two games. But last 10 games, he's hitting 439 with five home runs. He's 360 since the All-Star break. Someone asked us, um, what do we see difference in his batting stance? Like, what changes did he make? And I don't even know. It's he's hitting it's the, the ball. same swing. He's just hitting the ball. Yeah, he's real, just Real good. <laughs> he's not, like, taking pitches better. He's not – changing his swing really he he still has that drop the hammer on him swing yeah he's just hitting baseball yeah there's nothing's changed playing good all right now we're gonna go into the big stinky cheese got some cheese bud got some big stinky cheese the high cheddar fifth starter situation and trade situation Jaime Garcia we got a lot of questions on this so I'm gonna go. Th- I'm gonna rip through some of those questions yeah, right please. now. Uh, thoughts on the rotation after everyone besides the five spot seems to have gotten going. So let's the fifth spot's the problem, but let's touch on the other four. And yeah, the, it was a good week for them. Yeah, Naka was amazing. Sevi third time in a row being amazing. Yeah, CC did what we said he's gonna do. He still didn't like it. He's gonna go well actually he had four and runs in the end. Yeah his gave up yeah, yeah his 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 start ended up looking like four point one innings, four and runs, which I don't know. Now you see why DC gets <laughs> kind of pissy in that situation. For the foreseen future that's gonna be what's going on. I um you know I I talked to you about it a little bit yesterday during the game because you know Smith got pulled after three point one and I mean that's that's just tough because he he'd given up what two earned runs, three three point one innings pitch, and it's like man if he you know one double play ball in a good inning now he's gone five innings pitch you know and I feel like you know Girardi's not because he's Caleb Smith he's Girardi's not going to give him the leash and he's going to go to his bullpen because he can but I don't know the what my what I told you was that was a great way to win the game yesterday that was the best way to win that game but if the starter falters today or um then now you've set yourself up bad for sunday and for the tiger series upcoming but for now it looks good and you i guess you don't want to assume your starter your starting pitcher the next day is going to get jacked up yeah you want to i always like 
handing the ball to a starter saying, we need innings out of you. They pretty much told Tanaka that. Like, we need innings out of you because tomorrow Caleb Smith's going. And that's not something we want Girardi. He loves his new bullpen. It's his new toy. I don't fault him for that. I Like you, for that one game, I agree. You have to pull Caleb Smith in that inning because you have, what, 13 pitchers on your roster and you have – the 12th best or 13th best starting, don't let your 13th or 12th best pitcher lose you the game. Yeah. Now that was going to be the last time Caleb Smith started too. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, hope, hopefully Gumby's got to go out there and give us, and to, he's the other person on the top four. Gumby went no hit through five yep. and had a hell of an outing. So to answer that question, the rest of the rotations picked it up. The Yankees still don't trust that they're going to pick it up the rest of the way, which is why we need, Traded for Garcia and why we need to get whatever. All right, so this was a question. It's kind of off topic, but it's real quick. Someone asked, with the recent – or John Munoz asked, with the recent streak, do you change your opinion on Hugh Darvish? And I think he means getting him as a rental. And this is where my dumb optimism Yankee fanboy brain comes in because right away I said, no, I still don't want to give away player top-tier prospects for a rental. But then I was like, but I think we're kind of good now. Yeah. <laughs> but, because, but then again, it can fall next week. So my opinion on you, Darvish, has definitely wavered. Because last week I was 100% don't give up our, any of our top 10 guys, which I think it would take, one of them at least, yeah. for you, Darvish, as a rental. Um, now we, Darvish has been bad. I guess he was tipping his pitches yesterday. And that's why they blew He looked up. terrible. That was like a sad game to watch. I caught some of that. That was like sad. They just came out today and said that he was tipping all his pitches, which would make sense because they were all. Yeah. Weirdly. Um, yeah. It's the, the point I heard, and I guess I, I compared it to Tanaka a little bit. You know, last week I talked about Tanaka's struggles, but you know, he's still, he's still Tanaka and he went out, he did what he did this week. Eight innings, 14 Ks, 13 Ks. 14, career high. It's crazy. Um, it's a very good start. But, um, you know, if Darvish went out his next start and did that, no one would be surprised. You know, it's it's been a little alarmist about Darvish lately. If he is tipping his pitches or whatever's going on, yeah, that's a concern. But if he went out and did 8 and 14, you'd say, oh, yeah, that's that's you, Darvish. So ev- everything depends on price. If if you could get him for, uh, for an okay prospect and say – you know, we're, we're really going for it this year. Fine. Um, to, to compromise the future, whatever it is. No, you, you don't want to do that. Yeah. I, 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 more when, when I read that question, I was like, shit, it has kind of changed. I don't think we're getting Darvish. I no. talked, but just my mindset on one good week, how easily I can be like, Hey, yeah, we're good enough to go out and win playoff series. Yeah. I wasn't there at all last week. And now I'm there. All right, next question comes from at DFA Ellsbury. I actually talked to this guy a little. Seemed like a really nice guy. I hate everyone on Twitter who says DFA player. It's like the worst Twitter joke. But nothing personal because this guy was nice. I just don't like that. It's so annoying. DFA everyone. Shut up. Uh, This is a long paragraph, so let me pretty much sum it up. Sonny Gray pitched against the Blue Jays. He got in trouble early, and then he bounced back but it still wasn't a great start. People are saying this proves you won't be able to pitch in the AL East. What do you think? And then he wanted us to compare Gray and Darvish. 
Darvish is clearly a better pitcher than Gray, but Gray come it's not that much better, and Gray comes with years. Yeah, and I mean, I Sonny Gray, I I didn't realize how good of a year he's having. Um, yeah, <laughs> I I thought he was having a bad year, and that's why they were like, yeah, you know, he's still young, got years, might as well kind of and run a little bit he's he's having a very good year three four three ra and i think in his past four or five starts he's got a one point something era so um yeah the it's i hate to say price value um what what's part of the jamie garcia jaime garcia trade excuse me is that um now the yankees have slightly more leverage they could that can that's a little shot across the bow to oakland that says hey you know, our fifth starter was kind of the weakness. We got this solid, you know, veteran MLB pitcher. And that's – that's it's a little bit of leverage. I know it's not the – what's what's going to make the deal happen per se. But we uh, – if if we go to battle with these current starters, it is what it is. And you're saying five innings pitched in bullpen. If you get guys – if you have Sonny and Tanaka, you know, they those guys can go seven or eight if they're rolling. All right, so then someone I don't I don't know if we need to go deep into all these, but uh, who would you give up for Gray? The talk is Florial and Mateo and a pitcher. I'm getting sick of all the prospect love that some fans have. These guys are in A ball, double A ball. There's yeah. a lot of time for them to fault. There's a lot of time for them to falter. Their stock is super high. We have like a really solid core group now of young guys that should be our future. We have Gary, we have Judge, we have Clint, we have Dee Dee. Castro, Bird, whatever, Castro. Yeah, like, so we don't need, I don't know. I, I don't want to give up Glaber. I don't want to give up Frazier. Yeah. Mateo, Florial, Andujar, we should keep one of those three. Yeah, I mean, we... For, gray, for three years of gray. For three years of gray, yes. And that's the thing, and you look at guys' stats. I <laughs> I look at minor league stats pathetically sometimes. And you you don't know. I mean, you can't trust minor leagues. You don't stats. know. I mean, Mateos weren't that impressive. He's he's got great speed. It looks like I think he stole eighty three bases one minor league year. So it's speed and it's all projection. You know, it he has very few home runs and even I think double type stuff. So it's you know how much is he going to fill out? How did his swing develop? All that. So if if those are the guys that you're you're trading to get a pretty proven commodity and a young Sonny Gray, then yeah, you do it. I agree. The other thing was the Verlander for Ellsbury talk. Did you hear all that? I don't think there was any way that was going to happen, but it's so funny that it kind of works out. Well, that's what I, I said that when we were talking about Joey Votto originally, I was wondering when Yanks first base was still loopy. I was like, man, this would be a ugly team for both ugly trade for both teams. Um, and then we'd wash it out because Votto's got his no-trade clause and just likes collecting in Cincy. Yeah, I I don't see it happening, but it doesn't seem like where the Yanks are at right now. It's a fun thought process. Yeah, it's uh, – I don't know. If you're the Tigers, I feel like you still have Justin Verlander eating innings and pitching pretty good baseball, and that's <laughs> it's a lot better than what Ellsbury is providing. All right, so this guy asked Brady Laverio, do you think they get Sonny Gray for the fifth starter or someone like Lance Lynn and Jaime Garcia? Well, looks like we got yeah. Jaime Garcia. Yeah. It might be both. We answered that one. All right, let's just talk about Jaime um, because that's the end of the 
questions. I brought I, I went and looked up some stats, some optimistic stats, because his ERA isn't that impressive. No. It's like four or something. But his ability to eat innings is he's only had three games where he hasn't gone six innings. Yeah. That's we really need that. Is he sixteen out of nineteen or something like that? Yeah, sixteen out of nineteen, he's gone six plus. Yeah. So that's definitely what we need as a fifth guy. We got this is what we you were talking about yesterday, to find a guy who does good the first and second time through the order and then struggles in the third, which our bullpen can come in and save him a little. So first time through the order, opponents are batting 185. Second time, they're batting 270. And third, 326. So it looks like he gets a little tired. Yeah. So that's, I, I mean, yeah, the last the last episode I, I told our friend, <laughs> friends, I told our followers to find someone, our friends and followers. To, mm-hmm. to see if they could research a, uh, kind of a five, six inning starting pitcher. He fits the bill pretty much perfectly. Um, and a kind of shout out to, uh, if any of you guys know Mark Simon at ESPN, I, I reached out to him on Twitter this week and we had a nice conversation about guys that kind of fit that bill. So he's a total stat junkie if you're looking <laughs> looking for more stats. But other guys he threw out was Hellickson, who got traded, I mean. Me and John Boy got excited for a little bit because he fit the bill as well. But yeah, that, that was a weird grab for the Orioles. Not that we need to dive into that, but they said it's, they said they got him because their their starting pitching's been so bad that they just want someone to eat some innings, and that's why they did the trade. They just want to stop the crying. Yes. So sad. That was the weirdest trade ever. All right, here here's some more on Garcia. He's the sixth in MLB at ground ball percentage. He's fifty five percent ground ball pitcher. That's okay. what we need in the stadium, so that's perfect. His postseason stats are pretty good. Seven starts, 1.8 ERA for the Cardinals. I think he had a short leash, though, so I don't know how the innings are there. Yeah, he, he used to be – I mean, for a while, he was a high-end starter. I feel like he had some some high-teen wins a couple years for St. Louis, and then he had – I think he had one bad arm injury, and he's kind of just been loafing around a little bit. But he's, he's a, good, a good guy to have as a five-pitcher, I think. I also saw, like, I was trying to look up his run support, but his ERA matches his run support, which actually I don't think is that good of a thing. So yeah. if you go out there and get, an, if you go out there and get him a six-run lead, he gives you a five-point-three ERA. If you give him a three-to-five run lead, he gives you a four-point-six. Uh, zero uh, two-zero-to-two run lead, a three-point-three. So he's just going to give you a close game no matter what you give him. Yeah, which, yeah, when you first said that, you were saying that like it was kind of a good thing. I was like, that might be terrible. No, no, I just thought it was, in- I just thought it was interesting. Yeah. yeah, well, we'll see. I don't know. Having another reliable lefty arm at the stadium is definitely a good thing to have to finish the year. Right now we have three, we're, right now we have three start, lefty starting pitchers, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. CC Gumby, and uh, Garcia. Had it. Also, the, the, the big... Hub, hub, hub. What's that term? The big haboo, whatever. Sure. Hubbub is if we go out and get Sonny, what happens? Do we have a six-man rotation? So right, that's what everyone assumed because Gumby's supposedly on an innings limit, which makes sense. He's rookie. Gumby year. and Sevy, they're going to be watching his innings. Yeah, but Sevy pitched like a one ninety last year, so he's kind of yeah, but not good. It'll it'll be on the radar more than CC Tank. Um, yeah, well, CC could use. A blow here and there as well. Yeah, He's old and fat. It, he gets better as he goes. Okay. so But then Larry Rothschild came out because they asked him, are they going to go to a six-man? And Larry Rothschild said, we're not considering a six-man rotation. Now, how I interpret this is 
Well, they only have five pitchers right now. So yeah. if Larry Rothschild says we're considering a six-man rotation, the follow-up is, oh, so you're counting on getting Sonny Gray or something like yeah. that. Tips the hand. So easy for a Rothschild for them to th- get Sonny, go to a six-man, and be like, well, we weren't considering it then because yeah. we only had five guys. So a lot of people put up too much stock into these quotes. It's all play. Like it's yeah. a game, what quotes you give the media. You know, and what – if, if that trade were to happen, again, we're speculating. You wonder if Joe would go almost to the starters and tell them they have to have a similar mindset to the bullpen. You know, the guys out there have been told, hey, you, you could, as we saw yesterday, you could be in, in the fourth inning, you could be in the eighth inning. And I wonder if he kind of tells the starters that, that, hey, if – we're going five and a half man-ish rotation. If, if someone does have a tough start, you might have to come out of the pin that day and we're going to skip your start. I mean, I, I don't know. Again, that's if a sunny gray. You can do that. That's a, if a sunny gray trade happens, that's if everyone's healthy. Again, if the sunny gray trade happens, if everyone's healthy, you can also just pick and choose. Like, okay, we have an off day here. So, Garcia, you're going to get that. Gumby, we're going to push you back three more days. Yeah. And, and just – and then savvy, we're gonna push you back and figure it out. It, you could get creative and crafty. And maybe that. that's maybe, how I would. I, maybe that's, that's how what, I would hope they do it. Maybe that's what they do with Montgomery. Is that uh, with his innings limit, they turn him into more of a, a bullpen long relief guy? Yeah, I would hope not. Just because I don't want to. Maybe, but I, I'd like to limit his starts down yeah, the road. Yeah, and you give him a couple because you need. I mean, the year, sure. Savvy, if we go into the playoffs, Savvy's pitching. Yeah. Um, right now, CC is probably going to get a spot just because he's trustworthy to get us four and something. Yeah. He's pretty trustworthy to get us a close game to the bullpen. Tanaka, hopefully, in, the, in Tanaka's last nine starts, he's got a two ERA. So hopefully, you know, he keeps that shit up. All right. That's enough yeah. with the uh, big stinky cheese and the heavy, hard hitters. Let's get into some fun shit. We've got our awards. And the award goes to. I get to go first this week. And starting off, we have the Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Brett Gardner? Can't. I I mean, I know it's the obvious choice, but you have to make it. He's got two walk-offs. Had a triple in the ninth, which led to the Rays being idiots and allowing the Yankees to tie the game. Then he has the walk-off RBI. He's just, he's literally, I've been saying it on Twitter forever, he's the pulse of this team. It's crazy. I think he's a nut job. I think he's a big light switch guy where he says all the right things to the media and then in the clubhouse and on the dugout, he's just shit talking everyone. Yeah. I, you get weird vibes from Gardner. I forget who the judge interviewed the other day. Judge was like, yeah, it's like, sometimes it's like having a kid in the locker room. Sometimes it's like having dad in the locker room. It's like, that's, I feel like those are tough people normally. Cause you're kind of on eggshells around them, but well, I think he is. I think he's like a Southern head case. Like, I, I, I always I compare him to Tweeter from um, Varsity Blues, just a cocky Southern little dude. I, when I saw them, I was on the field for batting practice. Gardner walked around like he was invincible. Yeah. Like, just like – and it's not who I thought he was from the way he talks to the media. After the game in the media, he said uh, – they're like, are you trying to hit a home run there? He's like, no, I'm – you know, I got the big bats behind me, Clint, Judge, Gary. That's their job. I'm just trying to get on base for them. But then on the field, Mike, after he hit the walk-off home run, you can hear a player say, he called that shit too. <laughs> so he's telling the media, I'm just trying to get on base. 
But right before he hits, he's telling Judge and Gary, like, watch this, pussies. I'm about to go put one in the seats. Gardy's got a side to him that you wouldn't expect. All right, so that's my pride of the Yankees. Easy pride pick, but Yankees. had to be done. Yeah, I um, I think my my guy I picked, I think he called him too early last week. I went uh, Sir Didi, man. What what a beast. Um, I think he deserves both earlier. Four homers. The other reason that I picked him and – you were the only person I discussed this with, but I was having a, I was having like a hungover Friday. I think it was last week um, before during the Mariner set, and I was just I look I was looking at Didi's sets and I was like I got skeptical. I was like, man, if he has a if he has a tough second half, Didi could end up being. I, I guess I was worried about how good Gliber is, and if Didi would be blocking Gliber when we wouldn't necessarily need that. And then Didi's just gone off and absolutely nuts. So, so, I mean, a madman. And he's he's so silly. He's having the most fun in the dugout. And when having having every team needs that guy, but having that guy be a beast for two weeks, that just makes him even more of a monster. He's been freaking out in the dugout. Um, he's great. You, usually, that guy is like Nick Swisher, right? Yeah. Who well, I'm not saying Nick Swisher's dumb, but he's your <laughs> typical silly jock. Didi speaks like five languages. A-Rod called him the Yankees Einstein. Yeah. So he's like the smartest guy in the clubhouse, the silliest, and the hottest right now. Good place Good to be. Good place to be. All right. Uh, my Yankee motherfucker for the week. You Yankee motherfucker. This is really tough because we went 5-0. and Everything's great. So I struggled. I was like trying to look at stats. Who? And then I was like, you know what? I'm going obvious again. Yeah. And, I, and, it, and it's Wade and... I, he's still a rookie. I haven't really lost any faith in Wade, but those at bats and that extra inning game, those are tough. Those tight spots, and you know how they say the city of Boston looks like the streets looks like they threw spaghetti on the ground, and that's how their streets are. Yeah, Tyler Wade's brain looks yeah. like you took a bowl of spaghetti and just like blended it up, and just I feel really bad for his brain right now. Yeah, it it was it was a real treat listening to Paul O'Neill talk about it because if if there's ever been a hitter that's been more openly mental to the public, it's pretty much Paul O'Neill. Um, and Paul O'Neill was basically walking us through Tyler Wade's mindset, and you're like, oh, this is tough. Um, yeah, he's probably gonna have to go down um, for a little bit. Oh wait, so we we have a question about Wade from. Okay. Uh, someone you know. And this is how the question's worded. It says, do you think Wade can recover from his really bad start? He looks like a virgin dating a hooker when it comes to the bat. Sent in from my father. <laughs> big fan big fan of the show. Uh, yeah, you, you send – Wade has to go down a little bit. You hope while he's still up here you can get him a couple at-bats and maybe a hit or two to bring that down. But – you you just see he's swimming in his own head. It's it's an absolute nightmare. You go uh, <coughs> again. I texted you. I was like, I know what it's like being in a slump in freshman JV baseball, and <laughs> you're you're in your own head. I I remember this. I, I remember I was in a slump freshman year of baseball, and I told you if I didn't get a hit today, I was gonna run sprints till I threw up. That was my mindset. <laughs> and again. That's something I would never do, but <laughs> this this dude he's he's hit the pinnacle of baseball. He's still a young guy. He's excited. His speed's awesome, um, but 
He uh, needs a couple adjustments, get get a heater in the minors, and then we'll we'll see in a little bit, babe. Yeah, he was crushing the minors. Everyone said he had the best swing. So, I mean, he's just got to find his swing, and he's got to find some way to make himself comfortable because he was, he's a mess. Yeah. We've all been in – like you said, but it's a little different when you're a professional baseball making your MLB debut and being in the slump compared to when I was a freshman in baseball <laughs> and I made that slump, and I was like, well, it's all right. Hockey season's coming up anyway. <laughs> Oh, he's probably not thinking that. <laughs> no, he's probably thinking, like, oh, shit, this is my livelihood. Yes. And my childhood dream. Yes. Okay, so uh, your uh, mother. So my, my Yankee mother fluffer, shout out to Noodle the Doodle Dog. I, I, I took Sessa. I, I, was, I, was <laughs> I was about ready to quit and put Wade down. But, dude, where, where he was at mentally was past this motherfucker. He was in a bad place. I, I, don't, I know. I, I, don't, felt, I don't wish any more ill on him. He was. Wait, wait, wait. By making him my motherfucker, I'm not mad at him. No. I'm not angry with him. I don't wish any of will. I but just, he's the Yankee motherfucker. I, can't, I can't say anything bad about him because he looked too sad already. So I took Sessa because Sessa just gave up that garbage homer and, like, Ever, you texted me. You're like, "Come on, man!" And that's that's how everyone was feeling. Like, it, that's how he even looked. He's like, "Guys, you know, these are the games I'm coming into. I'm just I'm throwing some heaters and getting out of here." So yeah. I, I gave a it, lot of people. I, a lot I, of people were real mad at Sessa. It's like, well, in this type of game, you bring your worst pitcher out of the bullpen. <laughs> yeah, your long, your long man slop pitcher isn't supposed to be a stud. Yeah, he. <laughs> he kind of had that look on his face, and I I think the Yankees pitchers this week, I think only three Yankee pitchers had ERAs over three. Like it was CC Caleb Smith, and Sessa. Chapman. So, again, oh, Chap- this week? Oh, no. no. Um, so, yeah, it's pick, again, picking an MFR in a week when you're, you won all your games is tough. Tough. All right, so then next on to more awards. My first award is a uh, award for com- a, com- a little bit. my first award is the award for accomplishing one of the most impressive feats in baseball. Goes to Chase Headley. Yeah. As soon as it happened, I just racked my brain. That's one of the more impressive things in sports. Definitely baseball. Sitting on the bench, getting cold, coming into a game and hitting a go-ahead pinch hit home run, that's impressive. Yeah. I mean, especially for a guy who doesn't hit home runs and doesn't go oppo, really. I mean, it wasn't really a good swing. It's kind of like when I'm in the batting cage and I'm like, hey, I'm hitting 70 miles per hour pretty good. Let's try 90, and then I just hit everything (laughs) terribly wrong. That's what it looked like. But, hey, it (laughs) went out. He's fired up. Pinch hit home runs are amazing. So hats off to Chase. Yeah, Chase, um, him him coming around the bases and after he scored and he was all amped up, that was pretty sweet. Doing doing great, Chase. Love you. You used to be a Chase hater a little bit. Am I doing uh right. me? Yep, you're up first. Right of the anchors. Um, no, we already did that. My first award. Um, <laughs> and we we've mentioned him. Said the freak show that has been ignored because of the freak show that is Aaron Judge. And it's Chapman. Dude, Araldis <laughs> Chapman is something crazy. Just I I thought about 104 the other day and I was freaked out. <laughs> That's scary. Um 
hit 104 on the gun. It this last seven days, five innings, six Ks, two hits, zero ERA, .4 WHIP. Um, and we talked about how having having that great bullpen now and having those arms be fluid. You know, you could be Adam Warren was in in the fourth inning. He had Robertson all over. You guys are going to be all over the place. Um, and as we've discussed, if Chapman does, if Chapman had a couple rough games, the conversation gets a little a little wonky. The press starts going to Joe and says, "Hey, are you gonna have the closer be by committee? Are you gonna use Chapman against lefties? Stuff like that." So the the fact that Chapman's been the best Chapman that he kind of can be has been a, a very very welcome. Need him, need him to stay. He it always takes him a while to find his groove in in seasons, is what I've read. With the injury, it took him a little longer. Yeah, and then uh, now he's here. And seems his, good. He's okay. he's got a three point oh three ERA on the season. After his next five, he's going to be in the twos. So that's 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 a bad year, <laughs> or not a bad year, I should say, but a slow year. My second award goes to uh, award for taking off their hat over the course of one game more than any player ever should. Masahiro Tanaka. Tonk. I don't know if you saw Tonk. that game. Yeah. He took his hat off at the end of every single inning immediately, almost like he was a little kid who had to wear a tie on picture day. And then the picture was taken. He was like, get this off. It's me. a power play. Just, yeah, I don't need, I don't this, need anymore. this damn glove. Bizarre. And he also, I mean, he just pitched great. It was, he was dominant. Do you see yeah. he had the first nine guys, the first eight guys, he had seven strikeouts. The ninth guy, he hung a slider a tiny bit. Beckham, I think, put it in air, put it in the air. And it's clearly a pop out. Like there was no way it was behind an outfielder in a yeah. gap or anything. And Tanaka was pissed at himself. That's yeah. the Tanaka we need. Like that an angry dude. Tanaka. Right. Your last award. My final award. Um, it's the newly beloved Yankee that I think should be moved down in the lineup, but doesn't mean I dislike him. You and me have been going back and forth on this, and again, we've gone five and zero oh so far this week. So you're. You're starting to pick and choose a little bit. Young Clint Frazier, he's 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 great. Lightning, red lightning. But he's he's not really getting on base that well. He's driving in runs. I, I know they put up one of the statistics the other day in the first what was it first twenty Yankee games. He's up there with some all time Yankees. I think there's like Matsui, Dimaggio, Gary, stuff like that. Uh, and the guy's driving and running. He's he's absolutely electric in almost all those situations. He's he's getting it done or one way or the other, but he's not really getting on base. He's getting on base at a 280 clip right now. Um, he's got like one walk. It's the, so his on base is basically the same as his average. Yeah, and he has one walk. So and the, like you said, you've said to me before is that you know he's not chasing bad pitches. They said that stat the other day. The MLB average is that you chase or your swings and misses are 21 percent out of the zone, and he's at 14 percent, something like that. But yeah, right now he's hitting 268 with a 282 OBP. So I'm, again, it's it's picking and choosing a little bit. I think later in the year, if that kind of continues, you could see him go down to like a six hole, something like that, where he's more apt to drive in runs and have have more guys get on base in front of uh, Judge. But that's uh, and hey, I I don't hate him, guys, but it's just it's just a little something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He- you got to be careful because there's a lot of Clint Dick riders out there who yeah. uh, just get upset if you say anything. 
I don't even though even when I said he was ugly, I had like three dudes DM me like, "What are you talking about? He's not ugly." Like, yeah, he's fucking ugly. He looks like Chucky doll. <laughs> anyway, just a counterpoint. I think what I said to you when about that is he's a rookie. He's not swinging and chasing that many bad pitches. He looks poised when he takes balls, but pitchers aren't scared of him right now, yeah, and no. they're they're saying, "I'm gonna make this Chucky doll beat me. I'm not gonna walk him." So he's not he's not getting as many opportunities to walk as you would think. So I think in the next two weeks we'll start seeing, okay, is this actually a, a real big problem or yeah, yeah. But I'm with you. You, you the OBP is not fun, but I still think he's our best two hole hitter yeah. right now. Yeah, and I. I just I have his stats in front of me because his projection, if this was a, if he were to play 162 games, if he were to play a full season with how he's currently been playing, would be 31 homers, 123 RBIs, 193 strikeouts, and then yeah, 282 OBP. So it's a, I mean, it's a mashers, <laughs> it's a mashers <laughs> season. He's putting together 13, 13 triples, 46 doubles. I mean, the dudes and an extra base hitting machine. So we'll, we'll see. Another point is, uh, you know, that saying the Dominican players say, um, walks don't get you off the Island. Yeah. Well, walks don't get you, uh, very true. Staying in the big leagues. Gets, so, Garrett, you know, Garrett Cooper, Garrett Cooper had a single and a walk and then he got pinch hit for Headley and Headley hits a home. <laughs> <laughs> that is brutal. Tough. Single and a walk pinch hit. Yeah. Brutal. All right, uh, that's enough for the awards. We have a couple leftover questions. I have a question. From Timmy Tim. Good name. Given how young this team is, can they keep this up to, to a title this year? If not, how many years till they are World Series favorites year after year? Good question, because like I said, I'm not an unbiased fan. I am a fan of the Yankees. Yes. I'm an optimistic fan. And when they get hot like this, my brain goes crazy but the pitching is the scariest part because the pitching has to pitch to their highest potential yeah every game is like i hope they have it besides sevy really right now yeah so it's, you see them making a run this year i'm they're they're gonna i mean get into the playoffs make a run at the playoffs is that the question because yeah they're no, there. do you see them winning do you see them winning uh like an, a ds five game series yeah they they definitely they definitely could. I mean, it it is kind of funny because we are talking about so many young guys. It's it's unknown. You're, we again yeah. we don't know. Clint Frazier could finish with a two uh, a three hundred average this season, or he could land at a two thirty average. And that's <laughs> going into the playoffs. That's a very different Clint Frazier we currently have a view of. So we'll we'll see how that is. the The thing that's scary is that if you go up against a team that has if you go against a team that has two aces in the playoff and they're on, you're you're almost guaranteed to lose. It's a little too early to look that stuff out, but the, the Sox are really good. Houston's really good. The Indians are starting to get hot. But the Yanks are going to be a part of it. I, I think what's going to be a telling factor is the upcoming series with the Red Sox this year are, are going to be good Yankee Red Sox, which it'll be fun to see yeah. how the team reacts in those games. And I know we're, we're coming up to it a little bit. The, the Indian series next week. I think that's going to be pretty – those are two teams kind of hitting their stride that are looking to be playoff bound. I, that could be one of the first very intense series we see this year. It's true. I, 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 and not to say they're the Indians or the Red Sox, but the Rays were no schlubs. And we – Yeah. Three of 
three of four, three of three, with the fourth coming up in an yeah. hour. And the Rays, the even if we took three of four, and and they've played us well. One game we kind of handled them, but we just look like we have the it factor over them. Yeah, and in a part of the year when it's your front mm-hmm. office telling you go for it, or we're sellers, or whatever we're doing. Um, the the Rays made their moves. They put some of their chips in. They got a couple bullpen guys, um, and after that, they they ran into the Yanks at the wrong time. So I think when they you're looking to get that momentum, hey, we're all in this year. They 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 ran into the Yanks at a tough time to be at the stadium. All right. Uh, do you think Tanaka is back to being good, or was that just one good game? I think he's back to being not terrible. Yes. Like, I'm not going to say he's Tanaka of old, but I think he's a little more trustworthy that he's not going to go give up eight runs and two innings like he was doing for a little bit. I, I think that's fair to say. I think we all just needed to see that a little bit. Girardi to slash the Yankees fan base. Because if before that start, if a Yankees playoff series had happened, you're still giving it Tanaka a start because of his track record. But we would have been very nervous. After seeing that mm-hmm. start, you know Tanaka still has that game in him. So that's that's a good thing going forward. All right. Uh, we're not doing uh, around the league. We're not doing abandoned Yanks. Nothing really came to mind. Picked off. This is a new name of a new segment. Thanks to someone on Twitter. I forgot her name. Picked off. So next week's series and some picks and predictions, things to look for. We have the Tigers at home. Seppi versus Fulmer. That should be a fun pitcher's duel. CC versus Annabelle Sanchez. I'm going to be at that game. Love that I got to see a CC start. Get to see CC. That's like Tanaka a for Zimmerman. That's like the an, an old Warriors matchup. <laughs> like to, to CC versus Annabelle a few years back. Then that's oh we got we got two thousand two thousand eleven. That's a great series. The, the the aces are going at it today. Now it's like let's, yeah, let's beat up Warriors a little bit. But all right, uh, the Tigers aren't doing that great. Um, those pitchers aren't that good. Fulmer's good. Annabelle Sanchez, Zimmerman, all pretty bad ERA. So. Their, Last home series, finish the home series strong. We'll we'll see if the Tigers make a final big sell because that could take take a decent amount out of the team. The other thing is the Tigers, you know, it's baseball. There, if if all of their guys turned it on, they they could still make a little bit of a run. So if they don't move guys, then it it could it could be the other side that hey we we this is our team we got our leash for this year let's let's see what we can turn it on now if not we're dead in the water so. Yeah. Little either either they'll be demoralized or it'll be a fight and flight series, which I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. And I'm gonna like I said, I'm gonna be at the game on Tuesday, CC game. Uh, so if you're there, I'm gonna be there as well. You can <laughs> find me if you want, but I'm not really gonna tell you where I'm sitting. Nice. I'm with like 20 people, my entire family. So. Yeah. But I actually, actually, I take that back. Meet the I'm family. Gonna have a ton of I'm going to have a ton of business cards with uh, talking Yanks on it that I want to put all over the stadium. So if you are at that game and you want to come say hi and grab a handful of business cards talking and then you hand them out to everyone in your section and tell them to listen, that I'll tell you where I'm sitting if, <laughs> if you want to help. All right, then after that, we got four games set against the Indians. Like you said, that should be a good one. Uh, Jaime Garcia will make his debut in that series. I think it just came out. So cool. Yeah, the Indian series, That's if the Yankees continue to stay hot, not necessarily win out, but you know, still keep it going. And the Indians continue to say, "Ah, this, those games are going to get circled pretty big time." That's gonna that that series can be a lot of fun. Predictions? I predict we, uh, I predict we 
I hate predictions, but I'm going to say we win two or sweep. I don't think we lose the Tiger series and yeah. the Indian series. I can see us splitting it and walking away like, okay, that was an evenly matched yeah. good series. And I, I don't think I'd hate splitting the Indian series. Yeah, that as I look at the Tigers, that first game is the pivot game. Because if, if the Yanks win that first game, I think now the Yanks are on fire and sweeps on everybody's mind. Um, Sevy has been getting some crazy matchups. Sale, yeah. Felix. Who'd he go against? Bailey? That wasn't a big so. matchup. Yeah, but Bailey a- pitched well. But now Fulmer, he's going against team's aces. Yeah, he's kind of cool. kind of our ace. Um, All right, you got a fun fact prepared? Fun fact. I was going to go with the uh, just kind kind of the cute fact of the week. Um, the Bartolo Bartolo Colon father son father son teams he's faced. Pretty cool. I mean, he's he's faced the Fielders, Prince and Cecil, Eric Young Jr. and Senior, and now as of this week, uh, Clay and Cody Bellinger. So that was a. Uh, that's a fun anything with Bart's fun and anything father sons of baseball is also really fun so fun fun yeah. and, fun and the fun fact that the Yankees just tweeted out is Brett Gardner is the first Yankees player with two walk-off hits in the same series since Brett Gardner, Brett Gardner in 2013 pretty good um, all right so we gave some picks we've been doing daily predictions bold predictions on um, Twitter and Instagram, both of those accounts are Talking Yanks, T-A-L-K-I-N, Yanks. Go follow those. The Instagram, I don't really like Instagram, and I don't know how to grow Instagrams. I know how to grow Twitters. So if you have any people that like the, like the Yankees uh, and you think would like this show or us or anything that aren't on Twitter and are Instagram users, go go. Tell them to follow the Talking Yanks and do my job for me. Might as well, yeah. Yeah, and the Talking Yanks Twitter account. I'd like if people started wanted people wanted to start sending in video predictions of their own, and then if you're right, you win. You you win. All right, we didn't talk about who we (laughs) gave up for Jaime Garcia, and that basically shows our mentality, which is we're a lot different than these new age prospect loving caring fans. I don't hate you. Anyone who watches the Yanks and loves the Yanks, you're fine, but that's a totally different mindset that I have. We gave up Zach Littell, who we traded for Pazos last year, and then we gave up Dietrich Enns, who's a 26-year-old relief pitcher. So I'll say my thoughts real quick, and then you can add on. Dietrich Enns, first and foremost, 26-year-old relief pitcher already. I don't give a fuck about you. Also, (laughs) if you're 26 and you're a relief pitcher – Come on, don't care. Also, he's on the 40-man, but they weren't going to protect him, and then they probably figured he was going to get taken. So he's gone. Zach Littell, same situation. Uh, Here's my thoughts on him. Everyone loves him. They say he's got decent stuff, four pitches, but he's a gamer. He pitches to win. He grinds. He's got the pitcher's mentality, um, which is awesome. That's also, I think, how you would describe how I uh, how I was freshman year of baseball because you couldn't <laughs> tell anyone like about how good my skills were. You were just like, he's trying so fucking hard, he's really trying. So like, that's always kind of like, well, okay, but tell me his skills. Also, he was going to be a real tough decision to keep on the forty man roster. 
and you may get lose him for nothing in two months. So instead of having these guys pitch one more month of minor league baseball, why not get rid of them for a guy who's going to pitch two months of major league baseball for us? Yeah, it's I, I don't have the full scouting report. I'm little. His his stats are pretty good this year, but again, it's it's single A and double A. His double A stats are pretty impressive. So I mean, yeah, maybe he comes on to the MLB to be a good three, four starter and have a few years, but the Yanks are rolling right now. And that's the game you play with prospects. I mean, the other, the the other little thing about little Littell is uh, last year, the Mariners traded him for a lefty relief pitcher. And this year we traded him for two months of a back end starter. So if two organizations don't see him as worth if he's like going to be a stud pitcher yeah you don't trade him for bit pieces his minor league stats are are pretty impressive but so, yeah i saw that if, i mean and best of luck to him yeah that's that's, not, that's what that's what happens when you trade prospects that's cost of doing business yeah okay glad we entered that in glad we now i'm gonna cut back cut to paste. when we originally i'm gonna cut back right now to when we originally ended the show earlier right all right, I think that wraps it up. Yeah, I think I'm good. We appreciate it. Hopefully hopefully we sweep the race here. I'll be on a plane. Oh, big thing also. I've been doing a trade deadline diary, which I'm going to release as its own little mini podcast. Every time an update comes, wherever I am, I just grab the mic and give my thoughts on it because it's a whirlwind. We're getting sunny. We're not close to sunny. We're getting. They want our top prospects. They don't want our top prospects. We got Jaime Garcia. We want Justin Wilson. We don't. It's a whirlwind. I'm going to keep yeah. doing that until Monday. So I might be on the plane Sunday night or on the beach Monday podcasting. So that'll be a little one-off episode. Not bad. But other than that, we'll see you next week. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Go Yanks. Let's go Yankees!